Happy Birthday CIM Creativity and Innovation Management Journal has been an important part of my life for over 30 years. This year the journal celebrates its 30th birthday and I almost forgot to send a birthday card. Instead, here is my podcast to all my friends at the journal. If I go back in time, I remember that the journal came about after many years before, while I practised my editing skills with an informal newsletter from Manchester Business School. By then, my co-founder was Susan Moger, who was to become my life helpmate and undoubtedly the leading partner eventually through her dedication to the journal. Looking at an early copy brought back memories of the founders internationally of creativity as a subject of professional and academic interest. In one sense, creativity was the little brother to innovation, which was already far more established. The editorial advisory panels began to include a galaxy of talent, many of them distinguished professors and thought leaders. Early names included Chris Argyris of Harvard University, who was later succeeded from the same institution by Teresa Amabile. In the innovation field, my old friend John Besant was also an early supporter. When I spoke to him recently, he told me of his interests, which include online courses for guitar musicians. In Europe, the University of Twente was already active in technology, innovation and design, and Jan Boisch was also a key figure and became a wonderful friend from the University of Delft. Buffalo in America provided Sid Parnes, co-inventor of brainstorming, New York University Moore Stein, and several younger figures such as Mark Runco, founder of the Creativity Research Journal and now a distinguished figure in his own right. Professor Murakami in Japan helped the growing global reach of CIM. The founding figures of the European Association for Creativity and Innovation, EACI, were also lending their support. The more formal journal came about in a way that was described by Petra, who had such an important role together with Olaf Fischer in the early 2000s. Those of you who know the work at Manchester will understand what I mean when I say they represented a dream team, not only being creative, but in their very different ways releasing the creativity of others. And their team was further strengthened by the arrival of Klaas and Vischer. One of their beautiful ideas was to award a prize annually for a paper selected by the electoral board. And thanks to the associated award, Susan and I were able to continue and enrich our links with all of our CIM friends after we had passed on our editorial duties. I'm pausing because there were so many others in that remarkable international network into which CIM grew. Forgive me, all of you who are in my heart, if not jumping out of my memory at the moment. But I have to mention students of mine whose career success gives me so much pleasure. Two are now among the editorial board, Ming-Wei Chen and Christian de Kock. Meanwhile, behind the scenes were dedicated workers. Jeanette Visser-Grunveld is still a power behind the editorial thrones. A special hi, Jeanette! 
There are two further related parts I want to share. First, the importance of creativity and innovation for dealing with the challenges facing the world. Climate change, political and social upheavals, scientific and medical transformations all need creativity in its various forms. There's still upward of a dozen different promising theories deserving attention in future issues. These range through humanistic, cognitive, systems, evolutionary, philosophical and sociological perspectives. My advice to those wishing to make a contribution is study the earlier as well as more recent editions of the journal for recurring themes that you can connect with interesting research questions. And being interesting to you personally is important. Creativity is widely accepted to be driven through interest, curiosity, or to use Theresa Amabile's term, intrinsic motivation. And to conclude, the second is a personal story which also starts with intrinsic motivation. When my, when my 80th birthday was approaching, I began thinking seriously how I wanted to spend whatever time was granted to me left. I'd already switched from any pursuit of creativity as part of a university research group. Instead, I found creative satisfaction in writing monographs about sporting matters and detective thrillers about Wendy Lockinge, a fictional university vice-chancellor and former detective. But even that occupation is becoming less enjoyable, and particularly the efforts to find publishers or become a publisher myself. Fortunately, a friend encouraged me to try podcasting. He even suggested a brilliant title, Tudorama. I began experimenting. I followed the creative adage of resisting premature evaluation of what I was doing by using a podcasting platform and modest recording system. I got started describing what I was experiencing in my everyday life. The creativity of the everyday became a theme of my new interest. I'm now approaching my 200th podcast. And something else happened which has given me additional pleasure. I found the work of an earlier creative researcher an integrating framework for my emergent thinking. The figure is Henri Bergson. I found more and more in one of his most important works, Creative Evolution. I increasingly can see meaning in his concept of creativity evolving when an individual engages with other people and with the material world. His concept of time led him to debate vigorously with Einstein over his emerging theory of relativity. Now, I'm not even trying to sell Bergson to the CIN community. Many of you personal friends. It's up to you to find your own source for creative inspiration. But I hope maybe these remarks and my best wishes will encourage you. And perhaps you won't have to wait until you're eight years old for enlightenment. <laughs>